Hi, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched and will be talking about the Charlie Brown Christmas. Jan, do you want to tell us a bit about this movie? I sure do. A Charlie Brown Christmas is a 1965 animated TV special based on Peanuts by Charles Schultz. It was produced by Lee Mendelssohn and directed by Bill Melendez. It stars the voices of many children, (laughs) including Peter Robbins, Chris Shea, Tracy Stratford, Kathy Steinberg, and Bill Melendez as Snoopy. Paul, what's... What's a Charlie Brown Christmas all about, Charlie Brown? (laughs) I can tell you what a Charlie Brown Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown is depressed on Christmas and doesn't know why. Lucy suggests he get involved by directing the Christmas play, and eventually by getting them a Christmas tree. When he chooses a sad, lonely, small, live wooden tree, all the children mock him. And he wonders what Christmas is really about. Linus tells him, so he feels better. And the story ends with all the children decorating his tree and deciding it's not such a bad tree after all. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That is. So we're doing... You may know, I expect that you do know, that Charlie Brown Christmas is only a TV special, like a half hour long. It's not a real full-length movie. Mm-hmm. We typically do full-length movies here on Way Too Seriously. Tonight, we watched, put pulling up the curtain a little bit, we watched this and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and we'll record them both tonight, but we'll let them out, spaced out a little bit. So objectively speaking, how good of a movie or half-hour TV special is a Charlie Brown Christmas. And that that's where the key point is, is that it's not a movie. Yeah. It's a half-hour TV special. And for a half-hour TV special, I think it's great. I think that the animation of its time is, you know, when we watch it now, we're like, wow, this is really, like, jerky and a bit silly and stuff. But it was the first time these characters had ever been animated, it's true. They'd only ever been these single flat panel uh, characters in a newspaper. And so for them to come to life in this way is actually really remarkable. And I think that objectively, this was a good way to bring them to life. And we can tell that because it continued. There are so many more specials after this. Mm-hmm. I think that the animation of this show movie is artistically uh, inspired, but mechanically Mm. uh, or technically, the technical skill uh, gets noticeably better with every Charlie Brown special. Yes, that's a good point. Their technical skill on this movie is not great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there is some like, I'll say also, like the music of this is objectively excellent yes this is such a good soundtrack Mm -hmm. but the music is not integrated into the show always in a skillful way no 
That's true. So like in the beginning, the way that the music plays and it doesn't course, like there's action going on and the music just continues as if the action isn't happening. Yeah. This is especially in the first scene when they're skating. Yeah. There's a few things about this that like, there's a bit of a learning curve in making a cartoon special. And there's some points where like they have not, they're not on top of that learning curve mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Um, the voice acting, I think, uh, this is all children being mm-hmm. the voices. And I think, um, having adults would have ruined it. Yes. I think, uh, it was a, that was a make or break decision mm-hmm. to have them be child actors as the yep. voices. Hard agree. I think that the voices are so imperfect. It's beautiful. Absolutely. It's a big part of the charm of this movie, of this show special, is that you get all the mistakes, all the little like glitches, all the way that kids actually talk. Mm-hmm. And so it might, it sounds unprofessional, but it sounds exactly like the way children speak. And I love that. There's two examples. I am a million percent with you. And there's two examples that come to my mind. And one is, you may have heard the story of uh, Linus and how Linus had a lisp and they, um, they thought it, they talked about not hiring him because of his lisp. And I... I'm stumbling over it because I'm forgetting who's who. But I think it was the director, Bill Menendez, was like, maybe we won't hire him because of the lisp. And Charles Schultz was like, no, he's perfect because of the lisp. Mm-hmm. I may be the people involved, maybe backwards, but and he is perfect because of the lisp. And the other example I think of is Sally and her delivery of the line of like, All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. That's kind of an amateurish line delivery, but it is beautiful. Yep. And a polished line delivery would be terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's so good because it's amateurish. Mm-hmm. I think amateurish, like, sounds like an insult, but it, like, it doesn't sound polished. It doesn't sound fake. Yeah. It's, like, coincides with the themes of the movie and what the whole heart of Peanuts in general and this movie in particular is about. If this movie was polished and slick, it would ruin it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There is no question. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it for its flaws. And I think that it succeeds because of its flaws, not despite of them. Yeah. And we've talked, we're shifting already into yeah, how, much how did, you enjoy did it? you enjoy it? And I think that's fine because I just want to be clear. Objectively, it has flaws. Yeah. The voice acting is not always great. The animation is a little clumsy. I don't think the music has any flaws. I think the music is flawless. The music is beautiful. But, yeah. And even the writing, I'm going to praise the writing in a second, but there's a little bit of a sense of, like, disconnected vignettes. But moving on to how much you enjoyed it, how much do you enjoy a Charlie Brown Christmas? Well, I watch it every year. Uh I look forward to watching it every year. It would not be Christmas if I didn't watch it. It's the one Christmas movie that I own. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I own Muppets too. But Mm -hmm. it's, I own it on DVD. I made sure to own it on DVD. So I would never have to go without it. Because it's just, 
I love it so much. So much about it. Everything from, from Linus's speech about that's straight from the Bible to all the little bits and pieces to like I the dancing scene with all of the peanuts <laughs> dancing. I adore it so much. And I love to like pick out the different dancers every time. And my kids know that like I'm mommy's getting excited when I'm doing this scene comes up. It is, and I don't really like that much any of the other Peanuts specials. They're no. okay. Uh, we talked about the Peanuts movie last year, mm-hmm. which is the new one that's 3D animated. And I enjoy that a lot, but nothing can replace this. This TV special is uh, unmissable during yeah. Christmas. How about you? Yeah, it's very similar. I love it. And I look forward to it every year. We watch it every year. I watch it because I love it, but also I love it because I watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things I watch every year that I genuinely enjoy every year. Uh, not just for nostalgic reasons, although for that now also. Mm-hmm. But there's so much charm and uh, beauty in this movie. And if you're keeping track at home, yes, this movie did make me cry. Uh, and does every year. The ending gets me. Um, and there's serious reasons that I want to get to about why I love this movie too so much. But there's also all the things we said about it succeeds because of its imperfections. It succeeds. It's uh, so charming because of the imperfections. And that also gels so beautifully with the themes that... The movie itself is a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, right? Mm, exactly. Is this, like, kind of wobbly thing that becomes beautiful because you love it? Mm-hmm. I enjoy it so much. I love it so much. And I try, when I was being objective, I was like, here's some things that are wrong with it. And I see them. But it's one of the, and it really is, what you said about it succeeds because of its imperfections. I've come back to that uh twice now in like five minutes because i really think you put your finger on it that Mm -hmm. like there are movies that i love despite the things that i know that are wrong with it i don't know that there's another movie that i love because of the things that are wrong with it Mm -hmm. as much as i love this one yeah it's only a half hour special so a movie but like yeah the little imperfections, they're not just because they're familiar. There's other movies that I love the little imperfections I've noticed because they're a sign of my affection for them. But there's something about the rough spots on this that are part of what makes it even work to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. And why the second Charlie Brown Christmas isn't as good, one of the reasons is it doesn't have those. Mm-hmm. It's a little slicker and a little smoother and so not as good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> What's What are some of your favorite parts? Oh, I love Linus's speech. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that in two serious terms, yes, though. Yes, absolutely. I love... Uh, <laughs> I love when Schroeder plays Jingle Bells when Lucy's <laughs> like... Say, by the way, can you play Jingle Bells?
Capitol build. You know, deck them halls and all that stuff. No, no, you don't get it at all. I mean Jingle Bells. You know, Santa Claus and Ho 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 and Mistletoe and presents to pretty girls. Jingle Bells! And he plays Jingle Bells. She's like, no, no, no. I was at a choir performance this, like last week and the pianist was playing Jingle Bells and I was like, hey, do you know Jingle Bells? And no one knew what I was talking about so it just, I just looked like a crazy person. Or maybe they did, but they didn't react. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, he was just goofing around in the downtime and started playing Jingle Bells. And I was like, hey, by the way, do you know Jingle Bells? <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. I love when Snoopy gets on the piano and dances and then gets all embarrassed and slinks away. <laughs> yep. It's great. I love, as I said, Sally, especially when she's like, all her part about, you. T- <laughs> will you write a Christmas letter for me, big brother? Well, I don't really have time. I'll tell you what to write and you do it. And then he just starts doing it. It's like, there's a lot of the humor in it that on the first I don't remember my first watch, but I like, I feel like the kids aren't sure whether it's supposed to be funny this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think they're hilarious, but like, I don't really have time to write it. You write it and I'll tell you what to say. Dear Santa. And she just charges forward. And the like, other moment of, uh, like, when Lucy is like... Uh, first, we need to find out what you're afraid of. If we can name, if you can find out what you're afraid of, then we can label it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, that doesn't help me. It's so good. It's so good. So good. <laughs> Even, honestly, I used to say the one low point in this movie is when Lucy's like, Nichols, 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 the sweet sound of Nichols. And she goes on and on and it's too long. But on this watch, I was like... The fact that she goes on until tediousness is the point, though. Yeah. Like, they didn't misjudge that. They judged it perfectly. (laughs) She goes on and you're like, okay, enough. We get it. We get it. But that's the point. That's who Lucy is. And I love it. Yeah. I've watched, what did we talk about recently? We watched some older movie and I was like, the pacing is not what we would expect of a movie made today. And I uh, think Last it was, Unicorn. The Last Unicorn, yeah. I talked about the pacing was a little slow for me. This movie also has pacing that is not what a 2018 movie would do with the pacing, so but I not. love it. Yeah. I love how slow-paced this show is. Mm-hmm. That, like, this is a half-hour show that you could fit into 15 minutes today. Yeah. Without a problem. Yeah. But I like that they don't. So let's get into the way Way too too seriously part of our show. Let's. Let's start with what you mentioned just a second ago about we can label your problem. And so (laughs) that Lucy says. Okay. So I feel like uh, this, like so much about this movie is timeless Mm -hmm. there's there are like i mean there's no adults around so that's kind of a thing that 
I mean, it was always about peanuts, but like, where are the adults in this situation? Yeah, but, that's, I mean, that is uh, not about the time that it's set in. It's about the unreality of the cartoon universe. Yeah, that's also true. Um, but some part, yeah, parts of it are so timeless in that Lucy goes like, oh, if I learned, you know, this phrase from TV. As they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. And this idea of like, she's learned psychological psychobabble from television and tries to diagnose someone. Yeah. Is like, it's just an absolutely timeless thing. And this idea of labeling someone to say what's wrong with them is something that we're still doing today. This Mm -hmm. idea of labels, this idea of like, I can put you in a category and then you're good. And like what, I totally agree. And like what makes that so funny is that it's, he, uh, he's putting his finger on something that really happens, right? Mm -hmm. And exaggerating it to the point of humor. But that, like, your therapy with Lucy is for Lucy's benefit. Yeah. And that's what, if we find out what's wrong with you, we can label it. For her, that's the end game. Yeah, exactly. She's done at that point. Mm -hmm. And that, like, the kind of therapy that's for the sake of society, that's for the sake of the therapist and not for the sake of the person who needs help mm-hmm. is the object of ridicule in that interaction. Like it's partly funny because it's a kid acting grown up yeah. that all the way through peanuts, the like they talk with vocabulary that's inappropriate for their age. And it's what part of why this movie is so good having actual kids because they say these words that don't, that are inappropriate for their age and they stumble a little bit over them and it's so much better, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of the, to dissect the, why the kids' voices are necessary is because the vocabulary is inappropriate for their age. And so you have actual people saying actual words they don't quite understand cells. Mm -hmm. Like it goes all the way to the bottom, you know? But part of the, the humor of psychiatric help five cents is Charles Schultz, uh, uh, offering a pointed criticism of a model of psychiatry that is uh, transactional instead of caring. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's critical of the kind of psychiatry that is for the benefit of the therapist. Mm-hmm. As he should be. <laughs> yeah. That deserves to be criticized, and it still exists and still deserves to be criticized. And I don't think that this is a criticism of therapy in general at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the humor of Peanuts in general, and we talked about Peanuts a lot when we talked about the Peanuts movie, so I'm not going to go on and on about it, but so much of Charles Schultz's humor... uh, went over my head at first. Mm-hmm. And there's other parts that like Snoopy's funny anyway, but that like he's, he's got quite an eye or an ear or whatever. He's got quite an ability to see mm-hmm. the world around him that ends up in the comics and in this uh, movie that like, really adds some depth to the jokes and humor to the jokes. Mm-hmm. 
What else did you want to talk take too seriously? I want to talk about Linus's speech. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about... Uh, I think there's a few different things to say about Linus's speech. And I'm going to start with this. This is one of hundreds of Christmas special movies that circle around like, what's Christmas all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. And then I discovered the real meaning of Christmas. And like, uh, The Simpsons made a joke about it once that was like, Krusty's Christmas special. And Lisa says, isn't Krusty Jewish? And Bart says, Christmas is a time of year when people of all faiths come together to worship Jesus Christ. And like, The Simpsons saw correctly (laughs) and is doing it as a joke. What like, I think uh, Charles Schultz sees that most Christmas movies either don't see or don't want to see or aren't willing to see. Like, we went to a, our kids' Christmas pageant, and uh, they did this little Christmas play about the littlest Christmas tree, and it was like, you know, what's the true meaning of Christmas? I know the true meaning of Christmas. And then it was like, but we actually don't really know the true meaning of Christmas and aren't going, certainly aren't going to say the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> they sang a song about love. Yeah. That was that was the meaning of Christmas to them. And like we watched The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and we'll talk about that next week. But uh, it has a weakness that like maybe Christmas doesn't come in a store. Maybe it means a little bit more. What does it mean that's more than it come in the store? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? In this movie, when Charlie Brown says, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? Linus says, sure, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And I think I am a Christian, and that has, for me personally, a profound spiritual meaning. Mm -hmm. That passage of Christmas does, And that passage of scripture does, and hearing Linus read it does. And one of the reasons that this movie makes me cry is because it moves me uh, spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I'm always a little bit torn about this, honestly, because uh, on one hand, it feels petulant to be like, my religious traditions are ubiquitous and have completely taken over the culture and now I resent it, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. that feels petulant. But also, um, I distinguish between Christmas as a religious holiday that I celebrate that is meaningful to me and Christmas as a uh, secular festival of gift-giving Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things this movie is about is that those two things uh, on top of each other don't sit well. And when you're looking for one and you get the other, that's why you're disappointed. Right? Yes. That what Charlie Brown wants a spiritual engagement and he's being offered merry gift giving and lights and that's what is meant by the commercialization of christmas Mm -hmm. because warm love with your friends is and your family is wonderful 
Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, because unless there's something more profound than just I love my family like I always do every day, then the more spiritual and emotional levels of Christmas are are hollow. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown wants one thing out of Christmas and is being offered another thing and it's unsatisfying. And that's a experience that I can relate to. And I do relate to it. And when this moment in this, even though I watch it every year, this moment where this uh, funny cartoon says what actually Christmas is actually about uh, is profound to me. Mm-hmm. And then... I think it just is more profound because of how the connection, how how much this movie does not spell out the connections between things. That, like, Charlie Brown, I kind of feel let down at Christmas. I got a Christmas tree. No one likes the Christmas tree, and I feel disappointed. Linus, there were shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. Charlie Brown... You're right, I'm not going to let commercialism ruin my... Cri- like, what does that have to do with each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the surface, nothing. Right? Yeah. On the surface, Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, the Christmas tree plot in this story has nothing to do with Linus's speech. And Linus never says anything about commercialism. And Linus never says anything about, like, go and love this tree and find spiritual meaning for yourself. Uh, but it's because those things don't get spelled out that they're so profound. Mm-hmm. And there is a connection, because the story that Linus tells is not just the central story of this particular holiday, but it's a story like what Christmas is about, the birth of Jesus, what does that actually mean in the story that Linus tells? Well, it's the story of shepherds out in the field being visited by the angels of God and being told a miracle that no one else in all the world knows. So it's the story of the glory of God coming to the, you know, I'm using cliched language, but it's the story of the glory of God coming to the to those overlooked by society, right? And what's... The shepherds are like the Christmas tree. Exactly. They're they're rejected and ugly and, you know, ugly in the sense of, like, not... They're, they're just rough shepherds. Mm-hmm. And the angels visiting them make them beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Brown's love for this tree makes it beautiful. And makes other people see the beauty, too. And that's also the story of Jesus born in a manger. It's such a uh, story that gets retold and retold and retold that uh, we think of it in these sanctified terms. Even me saying like a manger is a place, is a barn and there's animals around, that has been said so many times that that is, mm-hmm. uh, you don't even hear me when I say it. But that's why it's connected to the Christmas tree too, that the central story of Christmas is God coming to the small and the weak and the poor and the dirty. And Charlie Brown recognizing the value in this Christmas tree that's overlooked, that is what Christmas is all about in the Jesus way, right? Mm-hmm. Those 
are the same story, even though they might not seem like it. And Charlie Brown himself is the shepherds, right? Yeah. And then he gets given grace at the end of this show. It's like, I'm... Charlie Brown never wins. Mm-hmm. He gets to win. He does. And they all come around him, and it's not because, uh, you know, Christmas is the one time when love actually is all around. It's because what Christmas is all about is grace and love and the glory of God coming to those who don't seem like they deserve it. Right? Mm-hmm. So is this movie good? And is this movie <sighs> seriously good? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to I was going to say more but I feel like that's we've said a lot. And we've okay. said enough. That's what this movie <laughs> is about. Yeah. It's both good and seriously good. And we love it. It is the only movie I watch at Christmas time that actually talks about my faith. Yeah. And it makes Paul cry. Because <laughs> everything makes Paul cry. Oh. If it makes you cry, we would love to hear about it. You can email us, waytoseriouslycast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at WTScast. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and Reddit. Those things are in our show notes. If you like what we do and want to hear more of Paul crying, <laughs> you can... You can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash clockworkscast. I'll make a, if if we, uh, I'll make a Patreon goal for like $2 more than we have. And if you get to it, I'll just record myself crying. <laughs> I don't, I don't think people actually want to hear that. <laughs> Thank you to our newest Patreon patrons. We've had some new people be added recently. So thanks so much for that. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've been Paul Moffat. I've been Jan Moffat. And that's what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm.